Curiocast Podcast Emporium. Biff. Pal. Shroom. Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters you know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is the fantabulous Desiree Gonzalez! Hello! Hello! So, we are unfortunately on the last episode with you this week. I'll try to have you on again. Cool. We have. A interesting and fun character that Ooh. is basically just Q from Star Trek. Just, Actually, no, oh, okay. Q is basically him because he was made in the 60s. So, it's Impossible Man, and get this, and Impossible Woman. So, do you know anything about Impossible Man and Impossible Woman? No, no, like zero. Interesting. So, you know, like, Batmite and stuff like that? No, why, why is Actually, all of no. this sounding, like, unknown to me? Impossible? Okay, so, he's basically a trickster god oh, type thing. Oh, now that I Google image him, yes, I've seen him. He's a Fantastic Four, I'm extra, villain. Uh, yeah, I'm extra unknowledgeable about Fantastic Four, but... At least well, you get to surprise me. I have a long-standing love-hate relationship with Fantastic Four. I, yeah, I just uh, not a fan of uh, Mister Mister Reed Richards. I'm not a fan either, but I I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to talk about it more whenever I talk about him, because uh, I feel like he's a bad character in every way. But like the Fantastic Four as a comic is very important, while also being very bad for most of its run. <laughs> Like, well, yeah, just, it's really integral to a lot it of started Marvel. the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, we wouldn't ha- we wouldn't have a Marvel universe without Fantastic Four. Yeah, but also it's been mostly bad. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and I literally cannot say that about most comic book characters, mm-hmm. like in Marvel. Like most of the time, they had like lots of good runs. Like even Captain America, who I'm not the biggest fan of, still has really good runs. Like, a good portion of his runs mm-hmm. are good. Or at least, like, but, but whatever. We'll talk more about it later. So, what do you think the Impossible Man's, uh, well, first off, describe Impossible Man and Impossible Woman. He, well, okay, so I'm looking at Impossible Man, and he looks like, kind of like Mactonite, but not really. If Mactonite dressed up like the Green Goblin for Halloween. Yeah, he follows the he follows the old timey uh purple and green. Yeah, this is bad. the second purple and green person we've done today. Yeah, yeah. And uh an impossible woman Let's... looks like him. Yeah. Like almost exactly the same, except there's a little bit of lipstick on and there's hint of boob. Yeah, there's a hint of boob. Yeah. Yeah. She looks more like Mac tonight for some reason. Actually, actually yeah. But but uh, they're technically the same person. Oh. Interesting. Their eyebrows are like, yeah, they've got so, great arches. 
Yeah, they do. They do. Um, well, I mean, you would know think a thing about great eyebrows. Yeah, I try. I try. Because, because Desiree has great eyebrows. I try. Um, okay, so he, so his name, is, I mean, his real name is nothing because pop-upians do not have real names. Mm-hmm. They have no names. Pop-upians. And also, um, his occupation is my favorite occupations I've had so far. <laughs> um, is prankster. Hedonist, student of Earth's popular culture, and progenitor of the new Poppian race. Nice. Having the term hedonist as your as one of your professions is pretty great. Yes, it's great. I I am pro he being a professional hedonist. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he he first appeared in Fantastic Four volume. I mean, I mean Fantastic Four issue number eleven oh. in February. In February, uh, 19, third, uh, 90, it's not 90. Why am I skipping numbers? In February, 1963, mm-hmm. a visit with the Fantastic Four. Okay. Interesting. So, uh, yeah. He is a, he is a person who showed up really early. He has another alias. I mean, two aliases, Impy mm-hmm. and Impet. Uh-huh. And uh, his other alias is also technically a possible woman, even though she's technically a separate person, even though she's technically a possible man. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So, uh, he was born on the planet Pop-Up, and is a member of a race that reproduces asexually. Well, that's kind of, like, and also cool. Yeah, and he can also alter, uh, they can also alter their molecular, uh, molecular, molecularly, cannot say that word. <sighs> they can also manipulate their molecular malleable bodies huh. at will to temporarily assume any shape imaginable. Mm-hmm. A pop-up was a particularly harsh and dangerous world, and the pop-upian shape-changing abilities enabled them to survive its many perils. Okay, that actually that's kind of interesting. Pop upians. Uh, at the time of impop- Impossible Man's birth, the Pop upians evolved into a collective consciousness, linking the minds of the entire race a group, uh, 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 entire race into a group mind. So they were basically the same being because they were cloning themselves asexually, and they had a collective mind. Collective mind. But the thing, the thing is, though, with Impossible Man, he was endowed with a slight mental variant that allowed a degree of individual thought. Okay. Yeah. So with a slight mental variation, he was able to feel boredom, which meant every um, single person uh-huh. linked to him also felt bored. He he transformed himself into a spaceship and left pop up. And he eventually arrived on Earth and found the planet to have great amusement potential. So he changed, so basically changed shape and visited a lot and would just be like, hey, I'm not bored. So he first, vi- when he first visited Earth, he met the Fantastic Four and he was dubbed the Impossible Man. Mm-hmm. After the Fantastic Four, the thing, commented on the absurd ways that the alien was able to shapeshift. Ah. Uh... Impossibly. So this was 
Although this was after they met Scrolls, though, because I think the Scrolls thing was like issue three. I'm thinking. He made a big nuisance of himself until the Fantastic Four pretended to be bored with him and persuaded other people to act the same oh. way. So without people, everyone being like, hey, we, we, stop it. Uh, he was just like, I'm bored. And he just left. Got it. Oh, that actually, okay, yeah. I'm ignoring and, you. Uh, so, yeah, so he toured other inhabited worlds and returned to pop up to share his experiences with his people. Oh, no. <laughs> it, yeah. Uh, but when the world gal- devouring Galactus threatened to consume other inhabited worlds, the Popupians sent the impossible man to lead them to their world. Oh. Because they are so bored with their existence, they're just like, destroy us, please. Oh. I'm done living. Oh, wow. That's pretty <laughs> hardcore then. So they welcomed the death of their worlds and their physical bodies. And the impossible man's survival, uh, with the impossible man's survival, their minds and souls would live on in the person of their most, in their most adventurous member. And then he created, like, impossible women and stuff. Okay. Let me get to the point where he cloned himself. (laughs) Um, so he kept on coming back to Earth, uh, he came back to Earth with the Fantastic Four because he was fascinated with uh, Earth's popular culture. Yeah, I could see that. And when he observed, whenever he observed the thing and his then-girlfriend Alicia Masters, he was just like, oh, I'm lonely. And I'm, and I wanna, I wanna have a lovey. So he created himself. He basically created himself someone to share love with. Um, so he made himself a mate and the impossible woman from his own body. And then they kind of explored for a while, and then he cloned, like, impossible kids. One of the kids he cloned is a member of the Future Foundation, was a f- member of the Future Foundation. Oh, interesting. Future Foundation. And instead of being, like, a prankster, he just wants to watch TV, and that's it. Like, he's bored with everything, he just wants to watch TV. Oh, yeah, he also made an impossible dog. Oh, named Ralph. Impossible dog. Is Impossible Dog green? Yep, he's green and has a bit of purple. Ooh. Are his eyebrows amazing? I'm gonna Google him. Impossible dog. Oh, he does have he does have good uh, eyebrows. Impossible well. dog. No, not Impossible Dog breeds. What? Why? Google auto. <laughs> yes, like what? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Google. I'm on a... That he could change it to any type of dog. Mm. As well. So it's just like it's a dog that could be any dog. He could be any dog. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. He does have great eyebrows. It's a it's a planet of great eyebrow-having creatures and humans. Yeah. So, um, Impossible Woman showed up in Marvel 2 and 1, number 86, in April 80, in April 8, 1982. Time runs like sand. Okay. And, 
Yeah, basically, the Impossible Woman shows up there. The Impossible Man kind of shows up when the thing and the Sandman was just like, yo, we're doing a thing where we pal around. Because mm-hmm. they're, they're good friends, even though they have to fight each other sometimes. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. Huh. Uh, the good, the cool thing about Marvel 2-in-1 is you can tell what characters they're focusing on. Hmm. Yeah, it ends, it ends with, uh, the thing and Ben Grimm. But, like, you gotta, like, like, the thing was, like, just a huge thing. Uh, there was a, uh, Impossible Man Summer Vacation Spectacular. When 1990. Okay. And it was a two-issue mm-hmm. run. And I guess it was supposed to be like a, um, like a little, uh, like comedy thing. Yeah. Like the second, it's the second issue has him doing a, uh, Ninja oh, Turtle. Yeah, I was gonna say the Google images which, I did, he popped up as a Ninja Turtle at some point. Yes, and he, uh, also, um, the great thing about the Ninja Turtles is that their origin was a reference to, uh, Daredevil. Oh. Because the writer, the creator of, uh, the Ninja Turtles thought Daredevil was the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, he really? thought it was so dumb. So the ooze is technically what gave Matt Murdock his oh, radar sense and funny. blinded him. You know why the foot is called the foot? It's because the oh, ninja clan and Daredevil yeah, the was hand. the hands. Oh, that's funny. That all makes sense now. And you want to know why Splinter is called Splinter? I'm going to be mad at my... S- it's because Daredevil's mentor uh-huh. is called Stick. His mentor is called Stick? How did I not know that? Yeah, his mentor is Stick. Uh, it's because it's Daredevil. Early yeah. Daredevil. Like, oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he wanes out of popularity. Yeah, real quick. yeah. So, um, pretty much like the existence of Ninja Turtles is like this long-running like, like cash cow is because the creator hated Daredevil. Oh, that's really, really funny. <sighs> um, is there anything else you'd like to say about? this person? I mean, there's really not much um, other than, yeah, it just seems like they're kind of kind of like your typical early 60s character, like to do like a one-off story that is kind of lighthearted, which I think happens a lot in comics, especially back then. Like, not not every single villain can be Magneto or Doctor Doom. So, just kind of one of these. Well, I mean, that I would argue that there's not many good villains in Marvel, like no, that like have long standing. That like there is good villains. Don't get me wrong, but there's <laughs> but it tends to only be like a handful, yeah. maybe. And it takes it takes a good writer to make a villain good, which means they have to the villain has to be somewhat redeemable. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it takes a certain type of writer to yeah. do that. Yeah, um, but I feel like this kind of character is good for those, like, in-between issues. Yeah, it, it's pretty much yeah. what it is. Um, It's an in-between. And then you can also just bring them up, like, in Future Foundation. They did not need to bring up the Impossible uh, Man's kid. Yeah. But they did. And 
And they managed to make one that was just not a prankster. He was just like, I'm bored. I just want to watch television. Stop bothering me. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, uh, besides that, uh, let's get done with our this episode. And, unfortunately, done with uh, this week with Desiree. Um, but Until... Oh, would there be anything that I want to plug? Uh, is there anything you're like? Nah, not yeah. right now. I I have my Tumblr. It's called Desi Lady Nudes. You can check out some old paintings, and maybe I'm gonna be getting back into it. I'm I'm in a bit of an art like crossroads, like what to, what to paint and what to do. Cause I used to be more illustrative, so you know, all that stuff. Well, um, if you would like to follow the show on Twitter, you can go to. To at, at Alpha Flight Pod, and you can check out the rest of our shows on the Kirocast group on Facebook. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and buy a t shirt and junk on Redbubble. The artwork is done by Ryan Healy, and if you're curious about any things I mentioned, you can find the links to all that stuff in the show notes. And uh, this has been Alphabet Flight. May Conchu uh, bring you a puppy, and like not in a dick move way but like he actually like helps you support it instead of just dropping off a puppy yeah. like there and be like yo take care of this yeah. living being he's just like yo i want to move in with you and we're gonna have this puppy <laughs> uh, bye, okay, bye. <laughs>